0: Five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to the Mango Tea Podcast with Jodi Ndk.
1: We are a nonpartisan Jamaican and Caribbean podcast for the diaspora. We give you tea with a slice of mango Mm. and information on current events, politics, and politics, finance, sports, and culture. We created this podcast for the diaspora to know what's happening in the Caribbean beyond the gossip. Hello, people.
0: Wagwan goodies. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize.
1: Wagwan goodies. How are you guys?
0: Uh, Happy, summer. You.
1: Happy summer. Happy uh, summer. We are back in the park. Back again. We are recording late because we do not know time. But you know what? We are we are making amends. We are um, slowly growing.
0: Listen, are we having fun with it.
1: Yes. <clears throat> so this week's episode. Mm. It's gonna be interesting. It's kind of heavy. Mm. Yeah, it's actually very heavy. Mm, heavy and we were heavy. we've been here for like two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we spoke. We talked about the entire episode before even recording.
1: Yeah. So, so we talked about it. So it doesn't have to be too long, but it's probably gonna be long because it's it's very very heavy. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it should leave me be laughing because it's, it's actually deep.
1: Yeah. And when I when I was looking when I was doing some research, I actually started crying at some parts because mm-hmm. it was very. Disturbing, very, true. very disturbing. But before we get into that, let's get into some traditional items. Mm. Oh my gosh, I think that sounded really good. Oh my goodness,
0: I think I'm proud of myself.
1: <laughs> you know, one of my friends is like Jody. You have been doing this since what January, and yes. you still don't get it. But I think twenty
0: episodes in
1: twenty. Oh wait, episode twenty. 20. Episodes in. Oh wow, Not guys, us. made it.
0: We're officially adults. Out of the teens. <laughs> we are out of the team. We are of the
1: Next episode, we can drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, We've been drinking before, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> we have we did it at the Jamaican drinking
0: age. Yes, so is it sixteen. <laughs> no, or twelve. Oh wait.
1: When's the I think it's eighteen. But really the unofficial. <laughs> not one according is... to
0: most, most <laughs>
1: Yes, true. I mean sorry Len and, and um Christmas cake.
0: No, no, yeah, but What are we talking about? We had beer. This, listen one time. You know we all were we were all giving a, a little sip of beer. Like a sip, man. No not, one time. Know,
1: this is the greatest um Christmas cake I ever had. Mm. You you put a slice in it and you can smell the rum. Mm. Jeez. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And I have not been able to find that cake before, and I cannot replicate it. Whereas you cut it, you it smelled smell like rum. rum. Yeah. I
0: think what it is, most people after you finish baking completely, you soak it with another, another, well, a glass of rum. Or did something.
1: I? I feel like I did it before. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I must try it. Do that. My
0: grandmother did that. You, you bake it and you finish with it, and before you take your slice, uh-huh. you pour the rum over it, give it a little second, and then you eat it.
1: But you know what? Too, there was white icing on mm. it, so she probably you know
0: did. She loved white. Oh my god. Mm. Christmas cake with white icing. white icing. Yes. It's really, really so it was really, actually,
1: really yeah, good.
0: It's heavenly. Ugh, yes. Well, of, of course, we're talking about food.
1: <laughs> and we're digressing, but here but we this are. This is the Mango Tea Podcast. This is Mango Tea. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also follow us on podcast streaming platforms.
0: Please do. Like
1: Apple, Google,
0: Spotify,
1: Spotify, Podbean, all Anchor, of them. Anchor. Anchor, all of them.
0: For all over people. And don't
1: forget to share it and talk about it with your friends and your family.
0: And thank you for those people that are already listening. Those people have really shared their comments and even their criticisms. Yeah. About and, even last week's episode.
1: Yeah. And we are listening. We honest, know. yeah. That's why we try to make the episodes three
0: minutes.
1: <laughs> we're and trying, then, people. We're, we're really trying. trying. We're trying. And then we have a lot of amazing guests coming up yes. and amazing organizations. We're actually really excited. We I'm are. really excited. Who would,
0: ima- who would have imagined that 2020, the year that started off so eh, <laughs> kind of off, would be an amazing year for our podcast? Yeah. But I feel like we're, yeah, we're, in know, we're a good there. Yeah.
1: And then we have some more amazing things coming up. Up in mm, September.
0: I hope y'all excited.
1: Yeah, we're we're doing uh, we're doing a makeover. Ooh, a makeover. Are so we gonna
0: spill the beans or Are no, we going to be? Sir, we're okay, no. we're going to leave the people hanging.
1: Yep. It's, it's a makeover. But you, listen
0: people, you guys are going to be blown. excited. You guys are going to be blown
1: blown away. It's
0: going to be good.
1: Okay. So this week's talawa Ne Moda mm. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> okay. So it goes to Dr. Shea Bowen mm. of Trinidad and Tobago. So he created a telemedicine program mm-hmm. called Link. And if you're not familiar with telemedicine platforms, that's where you can be at home and you can talk to your doctor either either over the phone, video, and you can talk to him about like general things like miss my blood pressure, eye miss yes. some um, uh, my leg, my leg, my drink tea.
0: <laughs> a nice virtual doctor,
1: yeah. So he actually came up with the idea in Jamaica mm. and initiated it in, in Jamaica because he used to work at the public hospital and he mm-hmm. realized yeah. that like people would come from like two hours away just to For get something so
0: simple,
1: very simple. Yeah. So he started that. So That's now, a great idea. Now he's brought it to Trinidad, so it's been it's launching there. Mm. So Dr. Sheamo Bowen, we thank you.
0: Mm, we salute you, sir. We salute you. Thank you for taking the Caribbean in a new direction.
1: Yes, <laughs> in a progressive direction because you know, <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> Ooh, I don't need to rant about something. Ouch! About post postal service in the Caribbean.
0: That's another episode. <laughs>
1: Yes, okay, so this week's topic, actually, before we get into it, um one of the reasons why we wanted to do this is we're recording on a Saturday, and tomorrow is Sunday is international child day yes. uh, so we we at, here at Megot podcast, we love children, we love the progression, we love growth of children all around. So we are huge supporters of children and we wanted to touch on a topic that's essentially an an epidemic Epidemic within the Caribbean and that is child abuse, Mm. particularly child sexual abuse. And actually we were talking (laughs) before this about our different experiences with child sex abuse either, well, either something or something. So... (laughs) I pulled some figures, and it's honestly very disturbing.
0: Beyond
1: Beyond disturbing. So, and it's wild. It's, when I was looking into these, when I was doing my research, I started crying Mm. at some of these numbers. Because these are innocent children that are being taken advantage of. So, I'm going to run a few stats by you. In St. Lucia, Mm. a country of 181,000 people in 26 between January to August 2016 there were over 200 cases of child abuse in Suriname which has a population of around 580,000 between 2008 and 2010 there were 826 reports of child sexual abuse in Barbados According to a 2012 UNICEF report, there were 715 cases of child abuse between 2007 and 2011. Dominica, this is, this is probably the most disturbing one. Dominica, a country of around 71,000 people. Between 2010 to 2016, there were 1,200 cases of child abuse, mm. and of that, 900 of them were sexual abuse. And that was according to their child abuse prevention that's, unit.
0: And that's more than half of the amount.
1: <sighs> and then in Jamaica, a country of 2.9 million people, mm. between 2007 and 2017, there were 96,000 cases of child abuse. Of that, 27,200 were cases and then uh, child trafficking was Mm. 220 and year over year child trafficking has been rising but what was super surprising and actually shout out to my friend Ray for this because he had brought it up to me (sighs) the age of consent in Trinidad so it's 18 years old but it was raised from sixteen. It was raised from sixteen to eighteen in two thousand five. Mm. So you know, I think we discussed it before that within the the population of Trinidad, you have different different groups. Yeah. So you, you know, have religion. people that practice practice Hindu. They're Muslims. They're Christians, and everything in the between. Very yes. diverse. So there was an act in nineteen forty five called a Hindu Marriage Act where children who are 12 years old can be married 12 years old, yes Mm. imagine us at at 12 and then in 1961 there was a Muslim Marriage Act and it allowed children who were 14 to get married Mm. so most of the numbers of the age of consent throughout the Caribbean is usually like 1816 in St. Vincent and the Grenadines the age of consent is 15 And between 2015 to 2017, there were around 140 cases of child abuse. And some of these numbers, a lot of people have said these numbers are underreported. It's not reflecting the real numbers. And that's scary. It's very scary. Because they said that, like, and I mean, it's true.
0: Because child abuse in general is one of those things that are... They're always underreported. I mean at the end of the day, nobody yeah. that's abused always wants to it's something that's shunned. Yeah. It's a conversation we don't want to have. Like it's it's
1: shoved, it, under, it the shoved rug. under the rug. Shoved
0: under rug, exactly. It's shoved under the rug by the abuser, by the abused. It's also shoved under the rug by like parents, mm-hmm. spiritual and then, leaders.
1: Like, ooh, spiritual leaders. And then like people of authority, even police officers yeah. shove it under the rug. And I mean, it's to our region it's a epidemic overall globally it's a pandemic because it's also very prevalent in some asian countries even it's It's prevalent prevalent all over the world yeah
0: it's prevalent in the catholic church in the Mm -hmm.
1: u.s you know what's disturbing so haiti Mm. a country of 11 million people two out of three children are victims of child
0: sexual abuse that is beyond disturbing Two like out of, two out of three.
1: Two out of three.
0: So basically, almost every other child you see has been abused. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't do the math quickly in my head. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, two out of three children, and that was that shook me. That, that, that really, yeah. really shook me. Because it's like, mm. that's yeah, it's like every other child basically.
0: Yeah, basically every other child
1: being abused. So it, it's 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 really hard for me because I've I. I've been around people that have been sexually abused. I know Mm. stories. I know a lot of stories. Yeah. um, Inside the church, outside the church. And this is not just like a Jamaica thing. It's rampant throughout the Caribbean. Yeah. And you know what? In Jamaica, there was a time where it was like, it was like, it was not even sexually abused. A lot of kids were getting murdered. Mm. Because they Jamaica has a thing called Ananda Alert, mm. and it's similar to the United States.
0: The Amber Alert.
1: Yeah, it's similar to the United States Amber Alert. And this is what happened. So there was a little girl. Her name was Ananda, Ananda Dean. Gorgeous. Mm. Like, gore, gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous for like, I don't want to say for the gods, but like, gorgeous. <laughs> so she had, let, I think it, it was in 2008. She had, she was, she went to school and then she left school and then she, she was missing. No one can find her after she left school. So there was a, you know, there was a, there was a case. They were trying to find her and they found, they eventually found a, a body. It was decomposing. Hmm. And when they did the DNA test, cause the body was so badly decomposed They couldn't figure, they couldn't find a face, they couldn't figure out who it was. So Mm. it was until they did DNA tests with her family that it was confirmed that it was her. Mm. So when they did like a deep, when they did a deep um, uh, uh, investigation, Mm. she was raped. And she was she was killed and she was dumped in the bushes. Mm. Uh, I don't want to go into how she was killed because mm. it's also very disturbing. So coming out of this, so even to today, mm. her killers have not been found.
0: Why am I not found?
1: So coming out of this, they created the Ananda Alert. And it was to report missing children throughout the island. And <laughs> it, it's sad to say it. But with that program, all intentions are great, and but nothing has been done. the 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 unit that does this it's severely underfunded, and it's it's literally like dormant. Like when you go to the website, it's it's so archaic, and it's really hard to find statistics on there of missing children's data. So it's like it, it it's really disturbing, and it's it's prevalent throughout the Caribbean. Like. Um, In a a 2015 UNICEF report, they said child vulnerability in Barbados, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent reported that half the children of St. Vincent and St. Lucia were vulnerable to child abuse, particularly sexual child abuse. And a third of the children in Barbados are at risk to vulnerability. And they said in St. Vincent, there's a huge prevalence of unreported cases of child abuse. And it goes back to what we were talking before.
0: Yeah. Why, why is that a reason? Why though? Why is it that every time there's a child being abused or a child being physical abuse or sexually abused or sexual abuse, it's always put on shoved under the rug? I because I, I feel like there are a lot of cases also where children are reporting these instances to parents. hmm But obviously, there's a generational there's a generational um, reason Why there's generational trauma? Yeah. There's always there's a deeper reason as to why kids aren't reporting these um Yeah. Instances. And
1: parents yeah yeah it's it's neighbors it's it's really disturbing and there was a study done mm-hmm. about the the trauma or like the effect the the effects of child abuse in how they presented themselves in adults later in mm-hmm. life so there's physical effects right there is ptsd substance abuse depression there's victimization anxiety personality disorder eating disorders and, ob- and um, mm. obesity one of the things that came- jumped out at me was intergenerational mm. transmission talk about it and <laughs> mm. i mean it goes back to the conversation that we we're talking about at the beginning of the podcast that <sighs> sometimes oh my gosh <laughs> as as we're talking there's a Child. beautiful child running and having the time of his life Ugh. but mm. some of some of this trauma is, is passed down and people I think people have mm. people who experience child abuse who, sexual child abuse especially mm. they feel guilty and they don't want to report it yeah cause you know we've seen it and they, with that guilt, they pass it down. They may act a certain way towards their children, and then if ha- if it happens to their children, they like push it under the
0: rug. And it's so surprising, though, know, because you you would think that somebody who is abused would mm-hmm. know how to identify certain cues, certain elements, certain aspects of abuse in their child. Yeah. And that would know that they that they would almost remember the hurt and the pain they felt, mm-hmm. and they would be like, okay, no, I don't want that for my child. Yeah. But why is it that here's the thing with the Caribbean? And I feel like we're guilty of this. We don't know how to deal with our traumas. We don't know how to deal with our past traumas, whether it be mm-hmm. abuse, whether it be, whether it be hurt. We don't know how to express our emotion except, um, other than yelling and screaming mm-hmm. and slapping and beating. We need to get to the point where we recognize that there's a lot of hidden issues in the Caribbean and the Caribbean family that we have not dealt with, we have not talked about. It's something that we, we just sit there and we just don't talk about certain things. Yeah. So therefore, when a child comes to a mother and says, hey, I was raped or I was touched by a boy, she doesn't know how to handle it because mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to deal with her trauma. Yeah. How is she going to be able to deal with her daughter's trauma?
1: And some, and sometimes they don't talk about how to identify these things. Yeah,
0: we're not taught how to identify. We're always taught to just keep things under the hush. Mm-hmm. I think that's the Caribbean thing too. We don't, I think when you compare Caribbean people to Americans that are not putting us against them but I feel like we were we were not taught how to really express ourselves yeah I feel like Americans do a great job at expressing themselves whether it be in a classroom in an interview somebody that's American to me can always go in an interview and shine even though their resume ain't shit excuse my language but we can agree to disagree. So, no, but I'm just saying, I feel like, Amer- no, no, here's the thing. They, I feel like they are well able to sell themselves. Like, look at the president we have right now. He sold himself, but he ain't. They're well able to express themselves and talk about who they are and express their hurt, and their pain, and deal with certain things. I feel like they're better able to do it than the Caribbean. The Caribbean, we've been taught, okay, everything's on paper, or keep things on a certain structure, or we're taught to keep things out in a hush because it doesn't want to make, make normal look it's gonna make us look bad i was gonna say it in jamaican term yeah. but it's gonna make us look bad but and I, I feel like that's our issue we know we try to keep things because we don't want it to look bad for our families and i feel like that's the reason why we don't have certain conversations with our children
1: i mean but i disagree with i disagree with you on that mm-hmm. because i feel like it's a certain it's a, a certain certain section of society mm-hmm. will do that but like if you look at the black community mm-hmm. right and we're oh, black yeah, yeah 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 definitely
0: black yeah yeah so like but the black community is they're better able to express themselves to me than jamaican than jamaicans i still i think they're able to express to me i just think they're better able to express their emotions than jamaicans their emotions hmm. their emotions I mean we're Express themselves in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about this as well on mm. mental health mm-hmm. on another episode of the podcast. But uh, mm. <laughs> we can adi- agree to disagree. No, no, so, keep talking. yeah. So you know what? Though going back to child abuse in the Caribbean, uh, it also affects people physically. True. Yes. so it it it's it's hush hush. Under the rug, mm-hmm. but it's a societal issue, and it, if it affects our society as well, so it affects our health system. So some of the physical oh. effects is like diabetes, arthritis, headaches, stroke, hepatitis, and then there's like gynecological issues. So right. like down there, down there, people. <laughs> down there. <laughs> especially with women. So it's it's like people always push it under the rug and all that. And they don't they don't talk about it. And you are seen as... Sometimes you're seen as like derogatory. I don't want to say derogatory. What's mm. the word? A degenerative mm. of society. Because, mm. I mean, I've... you People can come for me, but I've seen it before where people who were abused mm. are ostracized. Yeah.
0: That's always happened. It's yeah. always happened in church. It's always happened in school. I always remember seeing and hearing young girls. And you're seeing them from the side they're being more not like they're being abused they're being raped they're being coerced by men that are way older than them Mm -hmm. and at the end what do we say oh she loves big man oh he's she, she want a big man because he can yeah. Buy her food or he can buy her this Or he can take her home yeah. it's, all, it's never like oh my god why he's he He's 30 she's 14 Why is he coercing her It's always like she has the issue yeah. But I feel like it's also a global thing though I feel like we always end up blaming the victim oh, Don't yes. Women Women yes. are always blamed for everything You're too overly You're, 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 you're dressing too sexu- You're overly sexualized mm-hmm. Or your skirt is too short yes. Your tights are too short
1: All the time. All the time. And it's just like, listen, I want to wear what I want to wear. I want to do what I want to do. But you know what? Even like going back to Jamaica, Mm. like in the church, actually in the church and in politics, everything is like shoved to the ground. It is. So... I remember when I was um, I was going to church when I was mm. younger, and uh, there's a lot of predatory behavior too, but again, it's shoved under the under the ground. And also, I didn't tell I didn't tell my parents about this. Well, mm. uh, yeah, I didn't par- tell my parent because mm. I was afraid of her reaction mm. because my mom my mom is very she's very protective and I did I was scared of what she would do mm. so I remember when I was I think I was like 11, 12 there was a guy that was like 18 19 mm. and 18 I think he was in his 20s actually mm. and he would say some very sexual risque things to me and we're actually how on how old you again? I was 11, 12 All right, okay Yeah. And he would say some very risky stuff to me. And it's like, wait a minute, we were on the church grounds and you feel so brave to tell me these things? Wild. Wild. And there was another instance too where I had a friend, we were really, really close Mm. and we we had just come back from a youth retreat and this guy he had he had gotten married after the youth retreat. Why? The Holy Ghost told him to marry Mm. this woman, his girlfriend. Mm. So you know, I think it was like <laughs> 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 That's Bye. So he went so he went up to this girl after he got married and he's like I had dreams that we were together mm. that we got married and we were in love and we had children. She was 14, he was 28. Mm. 28.
0: And there are so many incidents. There are so many stories that are similar they're just as similar as that one. Yeah. Men with younger girls, men with younger guys. Yeah. And we don't talk about it. It's always a hush us.
1: Yeah. You know, why. it's interesting, like, um, which I haven't really... I know it's there, but mm. I haven't heard of a lot of cases, personally, of, like, uh, older men with younger... With boys.
0: I have heard of a lot of cases. I know people have involved in a lot of those cases. Obviously, or were, boys. like, victims of it. They were victims of, the, of, of abuse, in the Caribbean. But here's the thing though, the Caribbean has an issue already with homosexuality and the LGBT yeah. community. Add that to abuse, that is definitely something that is always kept under the rug. But it's
1: also interesting, like you have, uh, I don't know how to term it, but like you have the abuse of men uh, assaulting, molesting little boys yeah. in the church. Right, and very most much prevalent. most of the Caribbean countries are very, very homophobic. They're very homophobic. But it's
0: but it's, the it's tea it's, is yeah.
1: What's the tea? Is it hot? Hmm.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of these homophobic men. Other oh, ones oh wow. Who are involved.
1: Oh wow. In all of this mess. So you're taking so you're taking your your hmm. secrecy and all that. On it's a, that a more
0: than that's in That hidden frustration. That hidden I can. I'm unable to express myself as Mm -hmm. a gay man in Jamaica. Yeah. It's it's all that hidden anger inside of them that's translating to abuse. And a lot of young men who were abused end up becoming abusers when when they become older.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's really disturbing. I remember one time... Mm. Listen, I have stories for, for weeks, for months, for years. So I think in Jamaica, they were having discussions... A politician had brought up legalizing abortion. Mm-hmm. And this very prominent pastor mm-hmm. had said, I, I would commit suicide mm-hmm. before Jamaica passes uh, abortion, law. abortion laws. That same week,
0: mm-hmm. within
1: the same newspaper, Come on. there was a report, mm-hmm. actually an article, Come on. about a pastor mm-hmm. who raped, molested mm-hmm. a 16, a 14-year-old girl mm-hmm. And her four-year-old brother watched. The way how he saw it was through a peephole in the door. But and it it occurred. It was a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. And he he told this to his mother. She didn't believe him. His sister told him she didn't believe him. I don't remember how they found out. Mm-hmm. The pastor was like 39 years old, mm-hmm. and he was raping a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't it wasn't a big issue, but but. Governing women's bodies Mm -hmm. Was a bigger issue than that
0: Because that's what men are
1: A bigger issue Mm -hmm. And it's like do you care So you care more about Telling women what to do with their bodies Mm -hmm. Than taking care of children over a society
0: That's what they think
1: Yes And you know what I Listen you, sorry if I'm talking mm-hmm. over you or no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going off, oh, but this is a very, very sensitive topic. Like, you know, the reason why I said we should do this episode, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't um, International Children's Day, yeah. the performer, the legendary performer, Maka Diamond,
0: <laughs> Bunny, yes, pun, Bunny, what? She
1: has a song called Kukumba.
0: <laughs> Maka
1: Bunny. She, she's been doing a lot of advocacy on mm-hmm. her Instagram page. Um in in the in between the foolishness sometimes. <laughs> and in, she,
0: in between her cucumber challenge <laughs> or challenge. Listen. Maka. Listen,
1: if you want jokes, <laughs> go to macadamia page. And, but like something serious though, mm. she had she posted a story and she posted a video about mm-hmm. a thirteen year old girl that was mm. pregnant. Thirteen. Thirteen. And mm. the how she got pregnant she was raped by a 29 year old man Hmm. from their church and you know what happened to the man? Nothing absolutely nothing so
0: but but what's the issue wow there has to be also a serious issue with the, the police force in Jamaica and the enforcement of law I mean is there no law that says that if a man rapes anybody under 18 that he automatically goes to prison we are the laws that we are the laws that are set up in the Caribbean to govern such issues, though. There probably is no, but I feel they're not being in, like. How is how is it that you can tell me that a man that is thirty, that is twenty-nine, that can get a girl that's thirteen pregnant and there are no repercussions? Like I under, I'm not even saying no. I don't understand the ones that don't report, but for me maybe you could get the ones that okay they're not being reported and you can understand okay those are hushed and they're pushed to the side and then you can blame whoever you want to blame for that but if some a case like that is brought to the cops you're telling and maybe this is the reason why a lot of the, case, the a lot of abuse in Jamaica is not being reported because if you report it mm-hmm. okay he's not going to jail you're seen as a as a slut or a whore or a prostitute or a promiscuous and then he too walks free too yeah. promiscuous too promiscuous Mm-hmm. I and mean, maybe that's why they're not being rewarded. Because, because at the end, of the, if I, if if he's not going to jail, then what's the point?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's how it is through the entire Caribbean too. Because I mean, there was a there was someone that said that it's an epidemic mm-hmm. across the Caribbean. I even like predatory behavior between like people of sex. like well, I don't say people of sex. like <laughs> taxi drivers. Come on, and bus drivers. I remember I was going to Algiers school, and I remember I was you know. I was already I'm very social
0: mm-hmm.
1: as we know sometimes I like me. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and I remember there's a sixteen year old girl and she had a she had a boyfriend that drove the bus. he was forty mm. a forty year old dating a sixteen year old
0: and there were so many of those stories because I used to remember in high school when the people used to tell you about girls and how they used to cut their pockets open because the taxi driver or the bus driver was sleeping with them or was abuse? well I would consider it abuse because yeah. if you're 16 or you're 14 you're not telling me you have a boyfriend that's 30 that doesn't even make sense to me because mm-hmm. he clearly caused you into this relationship
1: and then when they cut out the thing they, yeah, they sit cut sit on, on the basket. laps
0: yes yeah. on the back of the bus the back, back of the bus. executive bus
1: <laughs> yes
0: but here's the thing my thing Jamaica has an issue with a sexual it's not a sexual overtone what's the word there is a sexual, there's a level of sexual promiscuity that I feel like Jamaica has an issue with, and I feel like people might disagree with me, and more than likely Jody will, but I feel like yeah. the dancehall culture <laughs> oh, definitely gosh. promotes and escalates this idea of sexual, this overly sexualized nature. And I feel like a lot of people in the church would say that. Well, I mean, I, we all know the well, church is a part of this problem. Yes. But a lot of people in the church would say that the the, the dancehall culture... Listen to... And I trust, trust me, I love Spice. I love... I like a Vise Cartel. Cartel-ry. But if you listen to the songs, but a been over and skin over, or 14-year-old or 13-year-old girls and boys are listening to these songs. Okay. And they're thinking that this is a normal thing. They're thinking okay. that this is okay.
1: Okay. So let's let's think about mm. the stats. Well, not the stats, but let's think about it historically. Mm-hmm. In the eighties and early nineties, dance hall, it was like it was induendos, right? Yeah, it wasn't overt.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I mean, it, you I would have that. to really be. But unders- even during the nineties,
1: right? Pregnancy rates were high. HIV/AIDS rates were high among people, mm-hmm. among young people. So, like people fourteen to
0: twenty-nine.
1: Yeah, and. But uh, there our was dances a lot of- were
0: still sexual to me, though. Even in the in the eighties 90- and early nineties, we never. You don't think we were bedding over still? We were, we were, we were grinding, bubbling, we, yeah, were we were bubbling, but we were still grinding on the guy. But we gr- weren't
1: on head top.
0: <laughs> we weren't <never laughs> on the head top, and we weren't doing certain but those moves.
1: cases were more prevalent at that time. That is so true, you but I feel like the, I, okay, say- I'm
0: not gonna blame the dancehall culture, but I feel like it escalated this sexual, this overly sexualized culture that we have.
1: As a defender of dancehall. I
0: mean, here's the thing, and I love dancehall, but can you not... You have to also admit, listen to any dancehall song and you realize how sexual the tone is. I've listened to so many dancehall songs, they're like, okay, wait, I might need to put this down a little bit. But
1: I don't think you can say that it's because of the early 2000s, right? The Vibes Cartel and The Spice. I don't. I, you can't say that. Okay, maybe
0: I'm not, I'm not going to blame them, but I feel like them, their lyrics, the way... They articulate themselves and comes on to their music. Okay, I feel like with the generation that came on from 2000s until now. It's, okay. it's a norm sex, sex, sexual promiscuity and sexual behavior to me is so normalized because it's a part of our it's ingrained in our culture but it culture. was ingrained, ingrained in ingrained our culture our before but that but I'm saying it is ingra- okay, it's ingrained in the culture that we grew up in I'm talking about our generation no in the early 2000s where no. we grew up it was, it was almost gener- like it was a thing
1: I absolutely disagree with that it was a generational thing this yeah, predatory behavior saying, has been happening. no no no, no, no. Before, here's the
0: thing you're people and misquote me I am not saying that down <laughs> is the reason why we have a sexual nature and we have a sexual Culture. I'm not saying that. I am saying that I feel like we, we, it's not that we permit the word now comes to my end, but it's almost like we're driving. We, we we're the car that says, you know what? We are the third leg on the button on a relay. It's almost like there is a deeper reason. There's the first leg and the, the, the second leg at the race, and the third leg is dancehall, and dancehall is continuing this sexual nature and what we're having in Jamaica.
1: I. I, I think there's a See, little... See, you know, I to what well, I on. Jody <laughs> is
0: not going to tell me that dance, the dancehall culture has, has does not play a role in the, the, the things that were happening in the... We have you... this conversation about crime. I have the same stance when it comes down to the sexual... The, sexu- the, 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 the sexual promiscuity, Danisol the is sexual is abuse.
1: Dancehall is a big thing for both of us. You are... Whatever you are, I'm very pro-dantile. <laughs> Listen, I am very pro No, so I love am, it. I and
0: mean, here's the thing. I don't want people to think I'm not pro hall. But I can... I it's For me, it's almost like rap music. You can't tell me say rap did not aid in certain behaviors in the black community. I'm not saying it is a root cause. Some
1: of those behaviors were there before us. Yes, and I'm not...
0: I'm not saying that is not the root <laughs> I am not saying dance hall okay, is the rule. so you said it's a, little, it's a
1: little influence.
0: Okay, can we... Next, listen, I am... We're going to put a... We're Here's the thing. For this episode, for promo, we're going to put a lyric, a whole song that came out in the 2000s. Okay. And you're telling me if the, the, the nature of the lyric is an overly sexual. Okay, so I will... I I'm will not trying get to be ultra conservative. I'm not trying to be also sir, conservative. conservative.
1: Okay. I will put up a, a lyric from the 80s mm. and I'll put up the stats of teenage pregnancy, then and no,
0: And I'm not... Here's the thing. People that are listening and Jodie, I'm not <laughs> saying that dancehall is a reason why we have it. I think, as I said, it's driving it it's pushing it it's continuing it
1: I, I I don't think it's fair to say that it's pushing it because th- it was there before
0: yeah but we need, to, we need to tell a girl for being over I stab it <laughs> I broke it those... I'll put it on the counter I'll put it on the dresser <laughs> listen our girls and our young boys are listening to these songs and I'm not trying to be the ultra conservative because uh, you... I am not this ultra holy person I am not clearly how you do it <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also saying that we have to expose our culture for what it is.
1: So you don't think that those lyrics are an effect of intergenerational tra- traumatiz- traumatization? Jesus. It
0: is, but I feel like we continue it. We promote it. It's almost like being. Oh, here's the thing: we live in a world where sexuality and being overly sexual—it's all you. You can you don't tell people how to act how to be, we don't tell people what to wear, because that's not none of your business. But I feel like when there are effects that come because of um, things that we normalize in our society, and Mm -hmm. when we have those effects, we cannot go back and say, oh, where did this all come from? Or how is this continuing? Or how is it getting worse when everything is right there in our face?
1: Okay, so... I don't know if I'm going to get this right. What mm-hmm. I'm going to say anyway, if we go to go to Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. they have a high prevalence of mm-hmm. violence against women, sexual abuse, and um, violence against children, molestation, mm-hmm. all that. True. Someone came out and said it's because of the music, the, mm. mu- the music, soca. I I don't. <laughs> but if you look back, right, there has What's been. Soka <laughs> please, <I> mean, <laughs> per, the person that
0: said that, please tag me in all those songs because I'm gonna need to know which song. Because I would say dancehall, not soca.
1: But it's being said that 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 soca music is an effect of, is a cause of these sex, of these behaviors no. when that behavior has been around. I
0: don't think it's a cause. And I also let me go back for clarify the people. I never <laughs> said dancehall is the cause, the cause, or the root cause of sexual abuse in Jamaica. I never said that. I think it continues it. it it is the driving force right now.
1: But what about Shabranx? He in the nineties, he mm. he came out with a song that said "Twice My Age." Essentially, like mm. yes, in in the early nineties. What was 90s, he saying? What was he saying? I'm in love. It was a girl. I'm in love with a man. That was twice, twice my, my age. And there was actually a play about it. Come
0: oh, on, what's that? When was that written? It was like mm. ninety-five, ninety-two. Listen, I promote being loving big man. <laughs>
1: And like, I, like, did I talk about, I feel like I've talked about it. Like wow. I was a, I, I've experienced predatory behavior too. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it before, but like with a me, I was being stalked. Yeah. Because like, I grew up, I I, I was mature and I, I still had that baby face and I,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I still have it now. Yeah. And I, you know what, yeah, my, my moves, what I was about. developing. Oh, she said it. <laughs> I was developing, and I was essentially being stopped by this man. Mm. So, I I still don't think that it's fair to say. Okay, okay an effect,
0: mm.
1: like a full on effect, an influence.
0: Uh, a big I did, influence. I, I and I'm not gonna say. I, listen, the church people, any any church person listening to this podcast would agree with me. And I'm not trying to be the holy church person because please don't put me in a box. But the church, the church will tell you that. But, 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 but but, 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 <laughs> but, the church itself, as supercritical as it sounds, the church itself, as much as they're supposed to be its moral standard, they, a lot of the sexual abuse that occurs in the Caribbean is, happens in the church. So, them can't really say it. But I, but I will say, they will agree that the, the, the dancehall culture... Um, Promotes this idea. I of I don't think activity.
1: the church has a leg to stand on. And mm-hmm. if you want to come to me, come for me about that. I can send you articles from all over the Caribbean, all, all over the world. Yeah,
0: sexual abuse All over the world. I don't think
1: in the church.
0: And it's in sad the because the church is supposed to be that that moral institution that guides and teaches us what direction we should go in and what is right from what is wrong. But I don't think they have moral standing. But you know
1: what? If and it's, think it's about sad that.
0: because I am an church churchgoer. But I don't think at this point it's
1: I go to church sometimes somewhere more spiritual.
0: No, yeah, we go to church online these days.
1: But like here here is here here's a theory I have. So you have I know we're we're running a little over the thirty minutes, but I, I just wanna make the statement. My theory is that you have intergenerational transmission Mm -hmm. so you and the church is is essentially built upon women Mm -hmm. they are the ones that carry the church true there's a higher percentage of women uh, in church than men right so the fact that it's and here I I think that some of that why these things are being pushed under the rug too Mm. is because portions of women Mm. were Abused, molested True. within the church, even out of the church, and they they don't know how to, because of the because of abuse, you, mm-hmm. you feel guilty, mm-hmm. you feel. Um, you have depression. And we don't talk about these mental issues in the Caribbean. At all. So it materializes into intergenerational transmission. And that's why when certain things happen, it's being pushed under the rug. And no one can come to me and be like, you are disrespectful to say this about the church. Because it's actually happening.
0: It is. It I mean, is actually as happening. As a churchgoer, I always say, it is one of those things that is hidden. It is, apart from the fact that the church needs to have more of a conversation about slavery back then and, and the church's role the church doesn't have the comment doesn't we're not having conversations about sexual abuse in the church because it, it has happened way too many times it is far deeper than most people would think because you have
1: the big 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 evangelist them going mm-hmm. all over the world particularly in the Caribbean and African countries yeah. you have you have the big conventions in the the you know the church of God in Christ mm-hmm. international <laughs> movement of the faith of the seven of Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> they have
0: <laughs> the name, got a name longer than that. <laughs> True, <laughs>
1: but you have Part these big a conventions, and, and they're talking about all these things in societies. You have national prayer days, mm-hmm. and they are not addressing child abuse mm-hmm. within
0: the church. Oh, you better drop uh, somebody that is gay on the doors of a church, and it's like, oh my God, Almighty, burn him down, carry him out dry him out, set him a prison. And it's almost like, okay, a, a pastor will abuse a 13-year-old. It's like, okay, we should forgive him. Or not even we should forgive him. Let's just not talk about it, period. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But I mean, my thing, going back to the, the, all, the traditional aspect of it, do you think that there's this idea of men that are older having a relationship with um, girls that are younger, do you think that it stems from the traditions of the society or traditions of the world. Because if you think back at history, a lot of... You would have women would marry men if they were 16. A a girl would marry... A girl would be 16, she would marry a man at 30. Mm -hmm. And that was a normal thing back then. Where men marry and dated women that were younger. Men had... um, Girls that were 16 had children... For men that are older back then, it was almost a normalized thing, though. But I feel like we haven't really shifted, mm-hmm. and re- we have the, the this society hasn't shifted to the point where we realize that a sixteen-year-old and a thirty-year-old—well,
1: yeah—is not a thing. But I, I, think we're we've moved a little... We've 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 huh? moved the needle. We'll be a little because moved. we have like consent laws, yeah. age of consent laws, so.
0: And That's age of consent at sixteen. Imagine how we you Imagine how we felt at sixteen. Now I'm thinking I mean, about I sixteen. <laughs> I don't bad child. Unless it's the whole girls mature are faster than men. But I'm thinking me at sixteen immature as hell. You can't tell me about no consent at sixteen because I think anything I did at sixteen. Listen, I don't think. Me.
1: Yeah, actually, I no, I I couldn't do it. I thinking about it like
0: yeah, me even at sixteen. Like, you can't come to me with foolishness.
1: Like I went to high school in. The States and for a portion, actually, yeah, I did ninth to first form to sixth form essentially. Wait, wasn't that? I don't know, third form? Mm. I, I'm not 3rd form i am not going to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember girls
0: mm.
1: who were like 16, 14 dating men that were 30, 20 something.
0: Yeah. Do we blame ourselves also for how we normalize it though? Because I'm not gonna lie, I will admit, when we were growing up in high school and girls that were dating, guys that were 30 and 25 it was never oh my god she's been coerced into this relationship and this is bad it was like oh, watch her watch her with a big man and yeah. it was like okay yeah. it's like a fun thing we're laughing we're joking about it or oh she's been provided for it's never oh my god you know that she's being hurt you know mm-hmm. she doesn't understand what she's doing at this moment Mm-hmm.
1: You know what, I, I one of my cousins was telling me when mm. in the nineties when they were going to school, eighties, nineties, mm. that this guy he would drop off his daughter and his mm. girlfriend to school.
0: His daughter and his girlfriend? Yeah.
1: They were the same age. His daughter and his girlfriend, they both went to the same high school. Yes. So you could be going to class with your dad's girlfriend. So here's my question. Mm. to like wrap things up and to bring it full circle and bring it to the diaspora. What can we do to change this? Mm. What can we do? Because we're disruptors. I feel like, I really feel like mm. our generation are the disruptors, yes. we're the change makers, mm. we're the innovators. It's
0: better start in 2020, the year of revolution. I
1: mean, it's already started. It's already
0: started. We're things up upside down. So what can we do? I think it starts with having a conversation when you are, having a conversation with your family. I feel like that is what this generation is good at. I feel like for me personally, I've always realized that growing up with my parents who were not taught always to articulate certain feelings and deal Mm -hmm. with certain traumas. I feel like, not even me, I think my younger sister, she's well able to stir up conversations and get us to have the uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. that we need to have. And I feel like it's time for people in the Caribbean to start having those those conversations, have those conversations with your friends, mm-hmm. have those conversations with your grandmother, your grandparents. When you see something, as as New York says, when you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we cannot have a conversation about abuse and not feel? I mean, it's uncomfortable, but why is it that we're not? We don't think it's okay to have those conversations, yeah. even with our peers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Why we don't have those conversations with our grandparents and our parents mm-hmm. to say, hey, this this is. I'm being abused or I'm being touched. But here's the thing, though, with the Caribbean. Going back to that, we don't ha- like to have conversations about sex. Period. Yeah. It's all up in the songs. But if you ask your mother about sex at 16, you ask your mom about sex at 14. Yeah, man. Come. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's usually the. For reason, but here that is that is the issue. <laughs> we n- we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's I, almost like, okay, if, as you said, yeah. if I'm going to bring up a conversation, the first thing I that, oh, you have mine. Oh, it's not, I want to know, I want to know what to do and what not to do. We and, don't have conversation about condoms and all that. Yeah,
1: and so, and they assume that girls are out here dating, like, the 45-year-olds, the 30-year-olds. Because it is that
0: normal thing in a Jamaica Listen, so the man that.
1: is someone their age. Mm. But you know, I think how things can change, especially especially with our generation and and with generations moving forward. I mm. feel like we're very local. Have those conversations with your kids. Yeah. Be like, hey, if you if anyone, I have this with my my younger my younger yeah, cousins all the time. Yeah. Listen, if you don't feel comfortable or if someone touches you a certain way, yes. come to me. Go to your parents. Let me know. Yeah. I mean, I don't tell them that I would probably Kill go. I mean, I won't. But we, we, need to, we need to start having those conversations with our and kids. And make,
0: okay, make it a thing that is okay. Like, a child should not feel uncomfortable having a conversation. Here's the thing. A young girl or a young boy is going to get raped. They're going to get touched. And they're not going to want to have the conversation because mommy doesn't talk about sex with me. Mm-hmm. Daddy doesn't talk about sex with me. And if, if they're not comfortable having a conversation with you, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that a lot of the times I've known stories of young boys who never wanted to have conversations about sexual abuse with their parents, because at the end of the day, the blame is going to be on them. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, why were you in that situation? What did you do? Mm-hmm. How did you put yourself victim in this situation? And we need to stop that. Yeah, we need to stop Exactly.
1: I'm getting heated. It is deep. <laughs> it is really, really deep. Really deep. And it's it's, de- it's deep-rooted. I mean, we don't have enough time to talk about this because mm. y'all going to complain, oh, I'm going to go over the 13 minutes. But you know what? <laughs> if you were a victim of... Abuse when you were younger, hmm. I would say reach out, reach out to someone and talk, reach out to a therapist and hmm. talk because
0: <laughs> but when are you, you speaking get into the Caribbean people, all? because yeah, we went on the stats. Here's the problem, though, no. there's a deeper. I don't know, we're going over time. I apologize, people <laughs> but here's the thing about reporting in the Caribbean I feel like people when people go out there when they start protesting they need to protest the police system in the Caribbean because you cannot have cases of young girls reporting abuse and sexual abusing, uh, reporting rape and abuse in Jamaica and nothing is done because mm-hmm. we're telling people to speak up but if the girl, young girls are going to the cops and speaking up and nothing is being done what's going to happen
1: yeah
0: yeah we, gotta, we got it we get there's a Listen, when, when, America, when, when Americans come out and them say we'll flip the system up all over and start over, that's what's gonna happen in the Caribbean. Y'all need to flip the system you know what all over and start fresh. You
1: know what I do think the Caribbean needs <laughs> um, they got, they
0: got uh dig up got the world system yeah, and start
1: over. A whole Because it's so archaic. It is. And you know what? People act people accept it and say, Well, that's the way it is. No. <clears got <clears it. No. Like Listen, mm-hmm. going through the Jamaican postal system. I said, "Oh, that's that's normal." No, no.
0: No, and we're
1: gonna talk about that. Well, in
0: another episode, in another
1: episode, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a few guests coming up. So I don't know when, but I will not forget that. I will not forget it. And you know what? If you, yeah, if you were a victim of child child yeah, abuse, you. you should you should seek out a therapist, talk to someone. Yes. If you can't afford a therapist, talk to your family member. Talk to your cousin. It's better to talk about it than to keep it in and don't talk about it and because that that can materialize into into some very the traumatic things traumas. emotionally, physically too. Because if whew, listen,
0: I was tempted to, to, to tell people if you're dealing with those things, you can seek your spiritual advisor. Yeah, but I will not.
1: No, you can. Yeah. You can.
0: Yeah, but we had this conversation about what's going on in the church. Yeah. It's almost like, and it's sad because I'm all about seeking spiritual help because it, I feel like it's very important. But this is like, we live in a society where I feel like maybe young girls and young boys don't want to go to a They're pastor scared, or a yeah. spiritual person to report something like that because then you're going to be ostracized. You're not only getting the beat and bashing down, you're getting the, now the spiritual side. Oh, you committed fornication. It's like, okay, wait, that's, I came to report abuse. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think it's a small percentage
0: of... Go see help.
1: I think it may be. There's a percentage out there of pastors um, realizing, not realizing, but like addressing, talking about these issues who are not perpetrators. Yeah.
0: And I hope a lot of people can find those people that they can go to. And someone who you're comfortable enough to go to. Especially, I mean, on the other side, where you have young men who are abused by other older men. I hope in A culture where obviously homosexuality is basically the greatest sin, according to most Caribbean people. I hope a young man that is being abused or has been abused is able to go to a pastor and say, Hey, I was abused without pastor mm-hmm. kicking him out of the church.
1: I pass, yeah, I'm passing judgment.
0: Yeah,
1: all right, guys, listen. <laughs> mm. um, if you have certain thoughts, you can reach out to your local. Um, if you're thinking bad, like deep, deeply bad, traumatizing thoughts, like suicide, yeah. you should reach out to the nearest suicide hotline. You can, you can even reach out to us. We are here to help you. We
0: are. We'll also <sighs> post the numbers um, that you can call in case you are mm-hmm. facing um, abuse in the Caribbean. Yeah. Or we'll even in, in in the US. I mean, yeah. most of the, we'll try to post those. Yeah, we'll post those as well.
1: Because honestly, I. <sighs> I'm I'm getting emotional. Mm. I really care about the people in the Caribbean yeah. and most definitely your children, because the children are the future. Yeah. This the children are our legacy and what yes. are we gonna leave behind for our legacy? Mm. We're we gonna have for this our legacy. Are we gonna have generational trauma? Mm. No, it needs to end. It needs to end. You we cannot keep pushing things under the rug. Mm. We cannot keep ignoring these things we need to bring it to the limelight we need to talk about it and we need to learn how to fix the issue yes reverse course come on get things into shape come on okay
0: on a happier note happy children's month all it's our children
1: International happy international children's day oh it's not children's all-
0: month I'm apologizing <laughs> <laughs> listen there's so many children's day
1: there's so many days and months can yeah we can't keep up but anyway this is a special thing for us and especially for episode 20
0: <sighs> thank you guys for listening <laughs> thank you
1: for listening don't forget to follow us on social media don't forget and to subscribe subscribe don't, don't and forget share. also to
0: download the episode before you listen mm-hmm. or while you're listening just download yeah. it now now (laughs) i know you're listening now
1: all right bye see you next week